So my name is Bex. I am hosting this venue with the lovely Tex over here. Um, I live in the north. Make <laughs> um, <laughs> up the north. Um, I live in Leeds in Yorkshire. Um, and I run a youth group myself in my kind of spare time at my local church plant. Um, and I also work for an organisation called Transforming Lives for Good. And we are a national charity um, that supports struggling children and their families um, and bringing hope in the future into many, many communities. We, I think we partner with about 250 churches all over the country. Um, so we are about in the expo or what we call it depot here. Um, so come and find us. And if you want to chat to us, um, then do, do, do that do that do that um come on in guys do come forward um so um yeah this space is for you at all um, we're looking at some really uh challenging topics um around uh, trauma and diversity and transgenderism and yesterday we looked at neurodiversity as well and we had a really great session with a lady called chris um that talked about gave us some new language like the middler um, and helped us to understand how to deal with validating when we're in difficult situations, val validating um, our own emotions and the young person's emotions and praying with them in difficult situations. Today we have a wonderful uh, young man, I'm going to call him a young man, <laughs> Jay Vessel is here with us today to talk about diversity um, and I'm going to hand over to Tex um, to explain a little bit more about that. Cool. So welcome, guys. I'm really glad that you are here uh, this afternoon. And uh, just before we get into our speaker, I want to just share a little, about, a little bit about the importance of us talking about diversity. And just so you're aware, today we're not just going to be focusing on racial diversity. That is one type of diversity, but uh, diversity is broader than that. There is age, there is uh, socioeconomic background, there is personality type. Um, but I just want to share a little bit of a story uh, before we get into that. Uh, has anyone watched the new Miss Marvel series? No? Oh, a, a few hands. A few hands. Uh, so just a little bit about Miss Marvel, even though it's not a seminar on Marvel heroes. Although, maybe, please um, ask for that, because I would love to do one like that. Um, but Miss Marvel, she is a young American Pakistani girl who ends up getting superpowers. And so she is from Asia. And I ended up watching this, and as you can see, I am of South Asian descent. And one of the things I, always, I remember very vividly at about... Uh, maybe 16 years old, watching the first Avengers film and thinking, man, I would love to be a superhero or I would even, I mean, I don't even like acting, but I thought I would love to act and be a superhero. But then I clocked, oh, there are no superheroes that look like me. And I kind of just thought, you know what, that's life and, and things have got to go on. But I then watched Miss Marvel recently and there were moments that brought me to tears because there was someone who looked like me and their culture was absolutely represented in something that I watched. So where there were jokes about family dynamics, I was like, man, I get this. And essentially, why I want to talk about diversity, not just from a racial perspective, but from any perspective, is because representation matters. It really does matter. And do you know what? I really, 100% with every part of my being, believe that the church should be leading the way on showing what diverse churches look like. Because if you think about our lives, right, generally our postcodes are generally with people who are similar to us because of housing prices, so you generally have to earn the same amount to live where you live. 
Uh, our friends are generally the same as us. That's why we're friends, because we get along with them. Uh, you know, there's our workplaces. Often, if you're in a particular industry, it's people who are similar to you. But there is something so unique about the church, which you see in 1 Corinthians, really, uh, and Galatians that talks about it, this, this body of many parts that is diverse. Jesus' church is like this really unique place where regardless of your postcode, regardless of how much you earn, regardless of your ethnicity, regardless of your gender, it should be a place that you belong, right? And so that's what I want us to come with today as we listen to Jay. I want us to be ready, excited, to realize, man, this is why representation matters. Is because everyone has a part to play in God's kingdom. And sometimes I think we need to think about the reality of that. But before we go to Jay, I recognize that for many of you, you've maybe just been sat out in the sun or you've witnessed some very messy games that have maybe partially traumatized you as they did me. Um, I just want us to still our hearts before God because ultimately that is who we're here for, is to see how do we worship our king? How do we best serve the people who worship him? So I want us to just, for 60 seconds, let's just moment of silence. Let's focus on King Jesus, what he wants to do in our hearts, and then Jay will get us started. Lord Jesus, I just want to thank you for your love and that you, your graciousness that welcomes all people into your kingdom that there is no prerequisite for us to enter your kingdom, that there, there's no majority culture in your kingdom, but as we are, we can come and be part of it. God, I do pray, would you be with us by your Holy Spirit, would there be a sense of unity as we talk about what it means to serve diverse churches. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So let's give Jay a warm welcome. Jay, over to you. Thank you very much. Hello, guys. Hello. Good mor- morning. Yeah, just about. Good morning. Um, yeah, man. You got me thinking about Marvel now, bro. Marvel. And uh, when Black Panther came out, that was that was like I remember um, <laughs> a bit embarrassingly, like all my family dressing up in the um, the African attire to watch it at home and like some people took it as far as going to the cinema in the African attire and that bit too far in my opinion but um each to their own um so today I'm going to be talking about serving diverse youth groups um and just a little bit about me um I go by the name of Jay Vessel um I'm a rapper musician you might have seen me jumping up on stage um throughout the week um this week um I make Christian rap music um, uh, my real name is Jordan. Um, both of my parents were youth leaders as well. Um, and I also lead a charity, um, called I'm a Vessel, uh, which basically partners with local churches, um, and provides relevant youth sessions for 11 to 18s, uh, specifically around the urban context, um, and talks about issues that the urban community faces. Um, what does the Bible say about racism? What does the Bible say about drill music? Can we listen to that? Um, so just supporting, uh, local churches in urban context and providing youth sessions, um, on that. So, I'm 25 years old. I heard I was introduced as a as a young man. I think I'm still a young man. Um, but I'm, I'm well aware that there's going to be people in here that are way more experienced than I am, um, even on this topic. So I hope um, this will be helpful. And I'm just going to let um, yeah God kind of speak through me today. Is that okay? Cool, man. So I just wanted to start with a verse, um, Psalms 
139 verse 13 to 14. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to it. Um, I'm sure you all already know it. Um, It reads, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Amen. Amen. So as a 15 year old um, growing up in church, I grew up in a really, really, really black church. Okay. Uh, It was a Pentecostal church. Think Sister Act. Basically, that was my church. Um, So very loud music, people running around the stage. Um, That was, yeah, that was my upbringing. Um, And at 15, I already knew that I love Jesus. Um, I wanted to serve him with my life. I also felt called to be a vessel um, and to use whatever gifts God had given me to to serve him, whether that be music um, and whatever platform that is. And so, um, but at 15, I also knew that uh, I wanted to get tattoos at one point in my life. Um, And I wanted to get my ears pierced. Um, And I might want to have a hairstyle that kind of looks like the one I've got now. Um, In my household, that was a big problem. Um, I remember the first time I got my first tattoo. My mum kind of, my mum's the type of mum that she won't tell you not to do it. She'll just kind of say, you know how you was raised, you know? You know how you was raised, you know what I think. But she'll never say what she actually thinks. She'll just say, you know what I think. So when I got it, I came home and she was very disappointed. She gave me the silent treatment. Um, But it's things like that. And I was kind of like, okay, it's a problem in my home. It's a problem in my culture. But is it a problem for God? Um, Does Jesus have a problem with this type of stuff? Um, Is it going to affect my faith? And I think uh, why representation matters is because growing up in a black church, um, I had a lot of questions about my faith as a 15-year-old um, growing up as a, as a young black man um, in church. Um, can I do all of those things that I mentioned earlier? Is that okay? Can a Christian do that? Um, and seeing people like, um, <laughs> it's funny, my dad um, is one of them, um, and uh, people like Governor B, people like Lecrae um, that were unapologetic about their faith, but also unapologetic about who they are and, and what they wanted to do. Um, not only allowed me to be comfortable in my skin and um, still believe in Jesus and and do all the things that I wanted to do, but it also strengthened my faith. Um, And that's a part that we we don't often touch on because if you're showing a young boy or a young girl, look, you can still do kind of what you want to do. You can still kind of be yourself, but you can love Jesus at the same time. It shows them that God really cares. Um, God cares about all the things that you know, might seem small to them or might seem trivial. God really cares. And God loves every part of our lives, not just the part we show on Sunday. Um, And so a lot of the things that young people, deters young people from faith from a young age is things that they haven't necessarily been taught. Um, It's just things that they've heard. You know, they've heard that God is kind of this mean guy, that you're not allowed to do anything. You're not about to leave your house. You're not allowed to go clubbing. You're not allowed to do all of these things. It's just like, why would I be involved in that? You know, I just want to have fun. I'm a young person. Um, And unfortunately, a lot of times young people, I was one of these um, young people that ask questions in church. And sometimes, you know, out of lack of training or lack of experience, youth leaders, we're unable to give the answers um, to the young people and the questions that they have. And so unfortunately, sometimes they'll find these answers elsewhere. Um, for me, it was Google, just Googling, can Christians get tattoos? Um, now it would be 
TikTok or whatever um, the young people are using now. And so I think it's really important that we have the boldness and the courage to be able to speak into these issues and not only talk about kind of the Bible stories and the characters, but apply it to real life um, because that's where they're living and that's the conversations that they're having. So my first job out of university um, was as a youth worker, as a youth minister, whoops, in a high Anglican church, um, Church of England church in Farnham, Surrey. Has anyone ever been to Farnham? Yeah, do you live in Farnham? Cool. How many black people have you seen in Farnham, bro? <laughs> yeah, man. That was me every day. Has anyone seen the movie Get Out? Yeah, I felt like the main character. Basically, I was walking through this town where, you know, I was, I was, a, I was a minority. Um, and I was living, I was working in a church where not only racially was I the only person there, um, but I was probably the only person under 45 as well. Um, and it was, it's, it's a very isolating experience um, when there's, a, when there's a, yeah, a lack of diversity. You also kind of feel like, a, um, like the poster boy. Like I, I, I remember how quick they was to put my photo on the board and that like I was like to show that, I don't know, like there's black people here. It's cool, but sometimes, yeah, it's not the one, man. And, and obviously, as a rapper... Um, I've been, I don't know, is rap kind of the music of the youth nowadays, Malcolm, would you say? Yeah. Grime. We're not in 2005 anymore, you know? Drill, yeah, drill, all of that stuff. So I've been invited to, yeah, hundreds of youth groups and churches and speak in front of um, youth leaders and do uh, ministry and stuff like that, where youth, youth workers would ask me to speak into kind of issues around racial diversity and, and racism and stuff like that. And sometimes it can be tiring as, as a black person who has faith to kind of be called to an, answer all of these questions for the whole, for the whole church, just because you're black um, and not because you kind of have any training in, in said topic. Um, I think around that time, there was an overwhelming feeling of isolation um, and sometimes it can take your attention away from the things that really matter, like actually leading a youth ministry. Um, but when we talk about diversity, a lot of our minds go straight to, to racial diversity. Um, at least I know mine did straight away when Tex gave me the call. Um, I was like, okay, cool. Let's talk, about, let's talk about racial diversity. And although that's very important that we address that, and we will, I think, um, there's a lot more to serving diverse youth groups than racial diversity. Uh, we also need to be conscious of the diverse personalities we have in our youth group. Um, some of the young people in our youth group are going to be introverts. You know, some of them are going to be extroverts. Like I said, wait, is there one in between introverts and extroverts? Ambi something. Ambivert. So it's like you're both. Okay, cool. That as well. Um, and so I remember, like I said, I grew up in a really black, loud church. So Sister Act was my church. Yeah. And so it was kind of like constant shaming from the pulpit. Like if you don't stand up and praise God, like you don't really believe, you know, if you don't stand up and jump and scream your hands and all of these things, God hasn't been good to you. And it's kind of like, no, but I just had a long week, man. I'm just tired. You know, like it's been a long week or I had a late night last night. And I just kind of want to sit under the worship today. Maybe I don't want to get up and praise. I just want to sit under it. I just want to sit under the word. I don't want to scream hallelujah every two minutes. You know, that's just, and that's okay. 
and especially for young people, if they feel like they're going to be asked to do stuff every time they come to youth ministry, or it means they're not strong Christians or strong believers, that's very dangerous for the, for the young people that we're, we're raising. They're constantly in a state of shame, constantly in a state of guilt. And I think the more that we allow young people to be themselves and cater to their personality and, and what they are, ask questions, be intentional. Turn to the person sitting next to you, say, be intentional. <laughs> ask questions you know if they're a quiet a quiet soul and they prefer to just sit in the corner um, whilst the word is going on in an appropriate way just ask them you know what would make you feel more comfortable um, how can we get you more more involved and yeah there's nothing wrong with the different personalities we have we have in the church in fact it's a beautiful thing amen we're all different we're all fearfully and wonderfully made we're all unique and we have to be wary of that it doesn't mean that like I said because a young person is not, you know, ready or doesn't want to come up and share their testimony in youth group or something that they lack courage or they lack boldness um, or need more prayer. Uh, youth ministry is not a training camp. We are called to serve the young people, right? Um, and also, it's, it's, it's tough. I say that, but it's, it's tough because you're putting in so many hours every week, you know, creating your, your resources. I know, um, especially one of the things that was surprising to me as a first time youth leader was that I thought kind of going into it, I was kind of going to be like, you know, TD Jakes or whatever, just spend all of my time just praying and fasting and, and writing all these lesson plans and stuff that are going to be so cool and like interactive for the kids. But most of my time was spent doing admin. Is that, is that you guys? As you've, it's just admin. It's like, I haven't seen Jessica in five weeks. Where is she? Let me try and call her parents. Um, we've got a plan bowling. Oh, New Day's coming up. Has everyone sent in their invoice? Like there's all of these stuff that's going on as a youth leader. And sometimes it can be tiring. And it's hard sometimes. You don't know if any of it is having an impact. And I get that. Um, but it's just an encouragement to say that we won't know um, on this earth all the effect that we're having on young people. We won't know the tangible effect that we're having on young people. The late night praying, the random phone calls, the one-on-one -on -one conversations. And to be honest, it's not our job to analyze that. We've just been called to serve. Amen? Yes. Now, on to uh, racial diversity. I think um, being a Christian, um, that's also a musician. Like I said, I've been invited to to... Uh, loads of churches to speak um, and to and to perform and I think um, around the time that George Floyd passed there was a there was a, a I think as a society a whole kind of a conversation arose um, about race and racial injustice in America but also around the world and it was kind of heartwarming for me to kind of be called to talk into certain aspects of this um, and to and to speak into it um, and I think around the time we had a lot of conversations around leadership teams. And I remember a few of the churches that I visited saying that, you know, we know that our leadership team is not, is not, uh, diverse. Um, and it's not the best that it could be, but we're going to be changing that. Um, and I think as, as youth leaders, we're good at identifying problems, um, and issues in society and within our youth group, we have that vigilance, we have that discernment. Um, but it's definitely harder to to put that into practice, especially when it's a challenging, tricky subject like race or diversity. Um, and I think 
a lot of the time it's not necessarily i think people think diversity is like by force if you're all black church you must have a white member of your team on the leadership team or if you're all white church just find any black guy and just put them as a youth minister it's like please please don't do that um obviously there's way more important things than the color of your skin to to youth ministry right um are they a servant leader um do they do they care about young people do they care about their futures um but like i said subconsciously Looking back at the age of 15, seeing a Governor B, seeing a Lecrae, seeing my dad uh, lead youth ministry. And um, there was a guy in my, in my church called Shane, who was the drummer. I played drums. I left that part out. I, left, I played drums in church. I was dragged to, to church um, every Sunday and I played drums um, every Sunday. And there was a drummer called Shane. Um, and so I would sit next to him every day. He was really cool. He had his ears pierced um, and he would play drums and we would pray together before I must have been like 12. Um, and he would let me sit with him every every Sunday and I'd watch him play the drums. Seeing people like that um, on the leadership team, on the worship team, in the youth ministry does wonders for young people's faith. They can see that there's people that look like them that are also serving God. It's not for the people over there. You know, and, and that's where age comes into it as well. If if your church is um, an older population, like the church I was at in Farnham, um, and young people come into there, they might think, okay, it's only for, it's for, it's for my grandma. It's only for older people. So trying to diversify as much as we can within reason is really, really important. Um, the next part of diversity, which I think is important to mention, is um, is culture. How many of you guys was raised in London or live in London right now? Cool. So the majority don't. I think the people that were in London, you would know, I think we have an advantage because it's a very diverse city. Um, and we've been raised around people of different cultures um, that don't speak the same language as us, that have different experiences to us. And so we've had a glimpse into their, into their lives. Um, if that's not the case where you're from, all I can say is just ask questions. If you see someone that is, is different and, and maybe there's not an option to get um, a diverse member of, of your team onto the team, ask questions, be intentional and see how we can impact these young people. I think wherever possible, we need to find young people that are on fire for God to join our, our youth team. Sometimes there's been opportunities for me um, growing up in church to to speak into these into these sorts of things. And I remember my parents were the youth leaders in my church. And I was on the Sunday school team. I was still a young person. And I was just desperate to be on the youth team because it looked like so much fun. They was always going to places like this, New Day. There's always, always traveling stuff and, and doing things. And the Sunday school was just like looking at um, Daniel and the Lion's Den and stuff like that. So I was like, let's, let's have some fun. And a lot of the time, instead of kind of employing a new youth leader, they would train up the young people that was already there. Um, if you can see leadership qualities in them, give them opportunities. Like I said about the personalities, if you can see someone is eager to kind of speak or preach or sing, give them that opportunity in your youth ministry to, to be able to do that. Um, and I think that, again, does wonders, does wonders for their faith. Um, I think coming up with these these resources was another part of that because growing up, there were so many questions that I had 
about faith, about identity, about who I wanted to be. And I didn't necessarily know what the Bible said about that. I didn't know if the Bible cared about, you know, if God cared about that sort of stuff. And so I say this to say, where you can diversify your resources. Uh, not everyone is going to relate to the humor of Youth Alpha. Sorry if anyone from Youth Alpha is here. Um, the Canadian guys kind of, you know, cracking those jokes or not everyone's going to relate to the humor or the content of Youth for Christ. Where you can, or even create your own, where you can learn your youth group and see what are the questions, what are the conversations that they're having amongst themselves? What are they asking you? And where can we find the content that's going to answer those questions? We, we've got to make a way that church doesn't feel so disjointed from life. You know, that so young people don't go into school the next day and they're asking questions that they can't find answers for in church. I remember growing up, my church, like I said, was a Nigerian church. And so a lot of the time, my pastor was talking about like blessings for your business or blessings to get your first property or something. And I'm like, okay, but it's not, that's not where I'm at right now. I'm 15. And so there's certain things that you need to, <laughs> some people are laughing, they can relate with that one. There's certain things that we need to be able to address in the church or young people are left kind of feeling like isolated and that it's not for them at the end of the day. So yeah, man, I just wanted to pray into a few, into a few things today. I wanted to pray that God would open our hearts to be receptive um, to positive change um, amongst our leadership team. I wanted to pray that God would give us wisdom when making these changes and creative ideas on how to best serve our youth groups and the diverse communities that they reside in. Um, so are you guys up for praying? If you could turn to the person sitting next to you or groups of three, um, yeah, just praying to those subjects or anything else that God's laying on your heart right now. That would be awesome. So if you could... Uh bring your prayer to a close, but I want us to, to stay in this moment of uh, receiving from God. Uh, we just feel that there, there's a bit more that God wants to do uh, with us as youth leaders uh, or adults, that work of young people. And, and the fact that you're here, even if you're maybe not leading your youth group or on the team, you are you work with young people and you care about them and you're going to work with them for the next four days, you know, so there's an opportunity for you to input into them. Um, but one of the, the things that we felt as a, uh, that Bex and I felt as we were praying about youth culture was just the verse of where, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Uh, and I know that, and, but we feel that, that in two, we want to interpret that in two ways is that sometimes, you know, this week we're going to touch some big topics and we are, we are touching big topics. And sometimes our response when we're feeling overwhelmed at a big topic, we can unintentionally be like ostriches and stick our heads in the sand, just thinking, it's going to go away. You know, or I just, I just, I'm, I'm doing too much admin to be caring about, like, or not caring about this, but I'm just, I've got so much admin, like, add this on top, like, text, you want me to care about neurodiverse young people? You want me to care about young people who are different? Um, but we just feel a sense that as we pray for one another another now that God is going to bring some freedom from if you're feeling any guilt any shame feeling like you're not doing enough like God sees you he sees the hard work that you put in I just want to say as a fellow uh, youth worker who works with young people you know I, it, it's hard work and it's tiring 
but God sees the effort and time you put in. But we just feel that that is the first thing that God wants to do is bring some freedom to you. But also that, you know, another way that freedom can be interpreted is that freedom is empowering. You know, a sense of you're free to run for God and do things. So that's what I love with the people near you. And uh, if you don't know them, it's I'm sorry if you're an introvert because I also struggle with this. But I know in these moments where we're gathered as God's body, there is something powerful that happens when we pray for one another. So let's pray together. Let's pray for just freedom from guilt, from shame. If you want to share something, share it. But just pray with the people in your group and then we'll, we'll pray for more stuff. Is that cool? Um, I just feel that there are t- uh, two groups of people that uh, I would love to pray for now. Um, I've just noticed a, a few youth leaders sitting on their own praying. There's nothing wrong with that. But I just felt that in that picture, God would want to, if you as a person involved with young people just feels isolated and alone, uh, that God would want to just come and bring a sense of knowing you are part of his body. You are seen. You are not alone. You are not isolated. And then uh, the second, I actually felt that as uh, as we started the session, maybe even as you heard it, uh, that your heart started racing, but in an exciting way, being like, God, I want to be part of that. God, I've got a heart to see uh, diverse youth groups uh, served. Uh, that you know, And again, it's not just ethnicity or culture. It is... Uh, socioeconomic background, all of that, but your heart was racing. You're like, God, I want to do that. But then you were a little bit like, I I don't know what to do. But I just feel right now there's a moment where God wants to seed something in you and uh, would love us to pray for one another, like body ministry. So if you want to respond to either two of those words, just put your hand up and we'll just get the people around you to pray. Okay? Yeah, go. Um, So if if someone's got a hand up around you, please let's pray for them. If you're not near them, stretch out your hands um, because we are, we are, you know, God's body. So just pray for those people feeling isolated, excited to, to bring God's kingdom wherever they are. Okay. So let, let's all lift up our voices and pray. Let's not be uh, passive in this moment. It's, it's a rare moment that we get to pray for one another. Let's pray. Cool. The last thing I'd love us to all pray for. Can we stand up? If that's okay. Um. Sorry, just two things. Um, firstly, sorry, mate, in the sh- is that a Sheffield top? Yeah, I mean, no, I don't. Sorry, I don't like football, so I was just like, it looks like Sheffield. Um, sorry, mate, I just feel that um, as you like, just as you made eye contact, I feel that uh, God is calling you to bring div- like the issue of diversity to the table. Uh, you you'll know what that is in your context, but I feel like there's a, a moment for you where don't be passive. Uh, that God, God has given you a voice and he wants you to use it. Like, be confident. The same power that has raised Christ from the dead is in you. And so over the, I was, I, and I also don't think it's going to be something that happens next week. I think it might be like over the next six months that as the spaces that you're in, you're going to bring like the issue of diversity in whatever shape or form to, to the spaces in your church. And when those moments come up, don't be quiet. Like, use your voice. Cool. Uh, just could people around them pray for him. That's cool. Uh, the last thing that we'll, we'll pray for in a bit is um, Jay spoke about this idea of being intentional. If we want to see any change in anything, we have to be intentional. And particularly on the issue of diversity, we have to be intentional. 
And I just want to share a story of how this is encouraging. And by no means is our youth group perfect and doing anything. I just want to share something that we found worked in our group. Um, so there was a term where I get young people to speak at our youth group. And there was a term I intentionally only picked females to speak at youth. And one of the things that I hadn't realized that that would do is that at the moment, it seems that our females, our young females who are like year seven, eight, and nine, they are leading the way in worshiping God, bringing contributions on a Sunday. They are leading the church. And it's because I was intentional in that, but it's hard. It takes extra work. It takes extra time. And I understand that as a youth worker. And I just want to say to you, as we go for intentionality, it is going to be hard work. But the Christian faith, Jesus called, it, called us to take up our cross, hasn't he? As Jay said, he's called us to serve people. This is why we're here. You are, and you are doing that really brilliantly. So I'm not, I don't want to say that you're not. But just to remember, we're serving Jesus. So I'd love us to just pray for the person next to us. Uh, it doesn't have to be with them, but I just want to pray that... Uh, would God help us to be intentional, to give us stamina, give us courage, give us wisdom, give us energy, give us fresh ideas for us to be intentional, okay? So we'll have a burst of prayer, and then Bex will be up to close. King Jesus, I want to thank you so much for giving us the gift of the Holy Spirit, the one that empowers us to do all that we need to do. That we don't have to rely on, we don't have to rely on our own gifting, our own strength, our own power, our own ingenuity. We can simply be vessels, saying, "Here I am, Lord, use me." God, I want to pray for each and every person here today. Would they know a tangible sense of your presence and a sense of commissioning to bring the issue of diversity to their tables? God, I pray would people not feel overwhelmed by this, but would they be inspired to see the beauty of God's kingdom? And that they have a part to play in that, to bring that wherever they are. But God, we love you so much. And we thank you that you're partnering with us. Thank you that you use us to bring your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Cool. We can take our seats. Bex is going to be up in a minute. Um, but that was the last thing I just... Before, sorry, I've spoken sp- so much, man. Um, just want to encourage us before, uh, before Bex comes up is just a sense of... Um, if you feel like weak, overwhelmed, we were as a team, we were sitting this morning thinking, man, I've, why do I feel like it's Friday at New Day and it's only been two full days? I don't know if you feel like that. But there's a, you know, that is the beauty of, like, it's in those moments we're forced to, like, Jesus has got to be you. Like, you've got to do something, part of the Holy Spirit. And Paul says, in that weakness, he is made strong. And I want to leave you with that. However you feel today, overwhelmed, don't. Well, it's good to sit in that because we remember it's not about us. But it's about it's about the one working through us. Yeah? Cool. Bex. Hello. Wasn't that great? Should we give Jay a clap? I think thank you for bringing that today. Um, it was really helpful and good just to uh, pray into it all as well.